Hey, Arissa. Hey, Arissa. Welcome to Hey Julia podcast about Big Brother. It's almost, I feel it's almost over, Danielle. It is almost over. It went, this week made it go by real, real fast. It was a great week. I, I have, the, I, I have it. the same opinion. Same. I was <laughs> like, you know what? This, these last three episodes were three great episodes of television. Like really good, solid, solid stuff all around. Absolutely. I mean, it, it was really good, but at the same time, it really feels like we're kind of, we're in the end game now. As yeah. Batman once said to the But they lantern. managed, even though we're in the end game where usually it's like it starts to get boring, um, they throw in these little twists that are so fun. And they did it in a fun way with like this sign that's like, shh, you're still in the game. Oh my God. So weird. <laughs> the masked lady holding a sign. <laughs> um before we get into Big Brother Canada. Are there any pop cultural phenomenons you'd like to discuss? Of course. Of course. I mean, you texted me earlier in the week. You said you had a movie opinion that was like way too hot to even like <laughs> handle. And I and I don't even know anything more about it. Yeah. I watched I watched a film that we that we covered on a on a previous edition of Trailer Park mm, or whatever we call right. our, our movie trailer. So I um so do you want to talk about mine first or yours? Let's do yours. Danielle, get over here and listen to my Mortal Kombat review. I watched Mortal Kombat yesterday. It was dumb as fuck. Uh-huh. It wasn't good, but it was good. No. It was like a solid five out of ten. Like it was how really long was it? Hour 40. Okay. All right. All right. Hour it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Hour yeah. 40 wasn't bad. I honestly wished, I don't think it could it needed to be longer. But it honestly kind of took them quite a there's a lot of fight scenes in this fucking movie. And the good thing and bad thing about this movie is that they worked from they worked backward with how they wrote this movie and created this movie. Mm -hmm. They were like, okay, we want to make a movie that has the following three things. We want people to be bloodily destroyed and have their spines ripped out and heads exploded and sawed in half and at the end of every time that happens someone says flawless victory or finish him <laughs> or Kano yeah. wins sure or, sure so they worked from that and then they worked backwards so like that that was truly the best part of the movie is that every fight scene ended with a horribly bloody <laughs> disgusting thing followed by an iconic iconic <laughs> line from the movies where someone would be like flawless victory and I would just <laughs> scream in laughter it was great they uh, were giving the people what they wanted absolutely like is it a good movie no was mm. the acting good hell no <laughs> I don't know it was what's fun the, man was the plot like so, something you even needed to follow or was it just truly like fight scene yeah meaningless if you can believe it, there's a there's a war been ra ra ravaging for centuries between our world and a darkness world, and there's mm -hmm. a there's a tournament that where they decide the fate of Earth or whatever, and there's a fucking there's uh, some ninjas in the 1600s, and one of them's in hell, and <laughs> like oh it's it's stupid as fuck, <laughs> but who I don't know man, there's a guy with four arms. There's a guy okay. who fucking turns shit to ice. They fucking just 
fucking punch the shit out of each other, rip each other's hearts out, blow each other's me, heads off. It, um, I mean, it's fun. It's fun. It's all. Let me fun. ask you this. All right. Well, first, yeah. so you give it, what do you give it out of 10? I give it five. Oh. <laughs> After that review, I was thinking a solid seven was going to come up. Uh, it is halfway six. Maybe good. Six. Maybe okay. six. A five, five is a flaw. Five is no, no. Five is five is minimum. I would say maybe it's better than five. I'll give it a six, six and a half. On my scale, by the way, five is a a movie that at the very worst is complete is like just fully entertaining. It's not bad. Five is the wow. the least of the positives. Four and below is negative. Five is like, mm-hmm. hey, I was entertained. Like I didn't find anything else about this movie it's good other than minimum. it was entertaining. So you yeah. know what? I'd say it was a six because I had a number of really solid laughs. And it was <laughs> yeah. exclusively anytime someone was like, finish him. <laughs> Listen, a solid laugh is worth its weight in gold. Yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you this then, because this will yeah. lead into my um, topic of the week. Was there any romance in Mortal Kombat? Actually, no. There was no <laughs> there was no romance between one of the characters. One of the characters like has a wife and a child and he like cares for them. Uh-huh. And he like, you know kisses his wife when he says hello to her and he loves his daughter and he's like i love my family he's he's very uh-huh. much a, a i love my family sort of guy sure um but no there's there's like a hot babe in it there's a couple hot babes in it but one's yeah. like kind of a demon like a monster mm-hmm. or whatever but like there's no there's no there is no romance in it is that actually i found it was a good omission like we don't need to force oh. a love story with like okay some like fucking army ranger babe who shoots fucking shit from her <laughs> fists or whatever. Um. All right. Well, good to know. It's it's. I I asked because like what I was thinking about this week. I saw the, a post about this somewhere online, and it really struck me as very true and a big problem, and probably a big problem why I dislike a lot of the Marvel superhero oh. movies. <laughs> Which is that these movies, (laughs) these movies, well, so the post was something about how like Marvel superhero movies or like a lot of superhero movies, maybe not even just Marvel, but that's like most of the superhero movies. So that's the ones that, those are the ones I noticed. There's no sexiness like at all. Like the point of the post was like, it's filled with sexy people. But none of them, there's no romance, there's no love, there's no chemistry, there's barely a chaste kiss. And it's like, yeah, oh, what, what, what? yeah you're right. Because, <laughs> like, every time, so, like, the only movie, only examples I can think of right now are like RDJ and Gwyneth, like, pecking each other on the cheek. And Very being chaste like, kiss. Yeah, exactly. And then in the Guardians ones, Chris Pratt kisses, like, a fully green makeup. Goblin Zoe Saldana, but half of the time in the middle of the kiss, she knees him in the balls and is like, "Not yet. I'm from a warrior tribe of serious people who does not fall yeah. in love." Like, yeah, I, I it struck me. And here's the thing: people are probably listen, who listen to us are probably like, "Wait, Danielle, you hate um, exploitative 
gra- uh, gratuitous nudity, nudity and sexualness in film and TV. And to an extent, I do. I don't like it when it's like fours, you know, like how they sexual assault and all of that used mm. as like a plot point is gross. No one likes that, especially if it's like gratuitously shown. But on the other hand, I just think these movies would, and same for, that was a big problem I had with WandaVision that I'm now realizing is like, that was a show about a couple who had no chemistry and barely even smooched. And we're supposed Pearl to be rooting for them. we in it. We don't even see anything. <laughs> we see nothing. I'm just like, why am I supposed to believe this couple would a- actually even likes each other? And that's my, that, this is a problem I have with superhero movies. Okay. There's no romance. There's no, I'm not saying that they have to get hot and heavy. I know they're kids movies at heart, but like, Part of the reason to live is love. So if they're constantly saving the world, why would they do that if not for love? Yeah. You why know? isn't the, you know, in the life and death aspect of of fighting Thanos and half of the world's <laughs> being being depopulated, you know, disappearing, you would have thought there would be a lot of sort of like apocalypse boning going on, right? Yeah. And I think... I think it's because they're too scared of people crying like sexism and misogyny or whatever. Like they don't know. I really think it's like they don't know how to write romance without it being insulting to women. So they're just like, let's just not. I mean, also, like, I don't know. Which is not These the are, answer. In a way, play devil's advocate here. In a way, oh, aren't these just action figures? And when isn't an action figure just sort of like a plastic molded th- just front groin area where you, there's nothing there, right? Yes. There's the two absolutely. legs that kind of snap into the pelvis area and it's all just <laughs> a flat piece of fucking plastic. Like nobody's got yeah. anything there down there. But here's a counterpoint. that That's when they're action figures. When you're making them flesh and blood, baby, oh, and you're putting them on screen it, yeah. and you're charging me $25 rented in the privacy of my own home where I can really enjoy myself. Why wouldn't... You give me a little bit of heat, a little chemistry. And here's one example I'll give, because I floated this conspiracy past a couple other people first. But and someone said, well, what about Spider-Man? That kiss, that upside down kiss. And I was like, you know what? That's a great counterpoint. Like, yes, they had chemistry. That movie wasn't afraid to be like, here's two hotties in the rain. They have built up romantic needs for each other and let's see it explode on screen with a fabulous kiss why can't we have more of that that was so beautiful now that's making something that's superhero like you said smooth groined and putting it into a movie and making it movie magic with this show-stopping kiss danielle yeah that movie is fucking 20 years old (laughs) i know that's what i'm saying why were they why were they hotter 20 years ago shows up to the bar and doesn't have an id (laughs) but the bouncer's like who cares (laughs) <laughs> I'm like that movie is not even in the fucking like ex- like existing Marvel canon. Like I think they're g- gonna connect it or whatever with the new dumbass Spider-Man movie, but it's like not in this version of Marvel at all. That movie's about teenage angst. You know, you got you got and you got Tom Holland and Zendaya, who, <laughs> by the way, I should mention is Michi. <laughs> they're like they're, she's MJ and he's Spider-Man, but like the whole thing is that like they have this awkward love story and both of them are just super awkward. And it's like, yeah, to your point, it's been like stripped of all don't teenagers want to 
rub up against each other? <laughs> yeah, like... Am I, I misremembering my teenage years where I tried to rub and nobody wanted to be rubbed up against? <laughs> I, yeah. I haven't seen the new ones. The new Spider-Man and Friends. But, like, that movie was 20 years ago. I guess I'm sounding very, like, back in my day. But, yeah. like... <laughs> How is it hotter 20 years ago than it is now? That was a hot kiss. Just think about Sc Scarlett Johansson and Chris Hemsworth, two of the hottest people in the world. Why couldn't they have those two hook up on film for us? In, I think, Captain America 2, Scarlett, ScarJo and Chris Evans smooch, but it's like a, oh, the cops are, like, the feds are after us, and we're in, like, a mall, let's smooch because they won't pay, like, they won't pay attention to us as they're running by. Yeah. sort of thing and it's like purely like a oh we're only do like we're brother and sister and we're only doing this so the cops don't find catch us and i don't get it i'm glad you brought up marvel thank you i'm glad you. you did sorry big brother fans because i watched <laughs> the series finale of a show called falcon and the winter Soldier. <laughs> oh, I, I continued watching that show danielle i know i know it's, things are rough in the world Things are looking mm -hmm. rough in Canada right now. Oh, yeah. As you said off, off camera, off mic to me earlier. Yeah. Nobody wants a filthy Canadian in their country right now. <laughs> they don't. I can't but go anywhere. You, you brought light into you did something, you did a real like respect yourself, sort of me. Like I'm taking care of me move, which was mm. not watch that fucking show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that show was awful. And it was, and it was awful in the same sort of like, not that like Falcon and Winter Soldier need to bone, but honestly, maybe they should. Like <laughs> someone, I don't someone, care who. But it was in the same sort of like, I, I, honestly, I feel Gap commercials are more sexy than this, but it was like this, this very just like Gap commercial. Everyone is wearing a plain <laughs> blue bomber jacket and like <laughs> plain hat with no logo on it which is all those movies and i'm not the first to bring this up about these movies but like this was just that fucking times a hundred and speaking of of lustless kisses mm -hmm. there's an actress on in these movies who might be the worst working actress in all wow. of films media. And I don't even know anything about what what's, you know, what the amazing stuff that's going on in Bollywood, in Korea, in right. China. There's all mm -hmm. sorts of film industries that I'm yeah. not even aware about. And I'm I'm ready to say the actress <laughs> Emily Van Camp is the worst <laughs> <Who> is actress. <laughs> the worst working the worst working actress in all she didn't used media. to be. She was on. Yeah, she's Canadian. She was on that show Revenge. Revenge. She was fun. Yeah. What the she's hell happened? She's fucking awful. She's <laughs> awful. I can't even describe it. But she's like always in this. She's uh, she's. Oh my god. She's just always walking around with like acting important with a gun, and she's just completely unbelievable. Chris Evans smooches her. Friends, just oh. she's. Oh my god. I'm just. I'm sick. I I just can't care about all these like J-list characters and I'm done with <laughs> I, I, like, And why are they all cops? Is she a cop? Everyone's a cop. Or a detective or like works She's for like S.H.I.E.L.D. She's like a CIA whatever. Who cares? Wait, wasn't there? Okay, remind me. There's S.H.I.E.L.D. but then in WandaVision what was it? S.W.O.R.D.? Yeah. <laughs> 
I hate that. I hate it so much. I hate it. Uh, yeah. Why are there, there's so too many agencies, government agencies. Why do we need them? We have the superheroes. Yeah. You know what? For once, I'm for once I'm not a fan of big government. There's too many government <laughs> agencies. You can't tell me to wear a mask at at uh, in the Avenger Halo Carrier. It's against my personal <laughs> beliefs. Wait. Okay. I, I, this really is so off um, topic of anything, but the tr- the commercial for this show plays during um, Big Brother Canada, like ad breaks. Have you seen the commercial for the show 911? 911 regular or 911 Lone Star State? <laughs> oh my God, there's more than one. So 911 regular. The, the LA one with um, like Angela Bassett. Yes. So, yeah, well, I, so the, wherever I watch BB Canada episodes, I don't get commercials, but. Okay. I do watch a lot of sports in America on the Fox network. So I get a ton <laughs> of commercials. So there's 911, which takes place in LA. And it's always like, someone got their head stuck between a helicopter blade. <laughs> yes. The commercial like, the, like Hollywood, the Hollywood sign's been like a mudslide <laughs> of fires ripped out of the Hollywood sign. And someone's leg is caught in the L. Yeah, it's like, it's really, the, the commercial so like he's like- getting that? Yeah, and it plays, like, here's the thing. Only two commercials play during Big Brother Canada ad break, so it's always the same one. So I've seen the 911 commercial 8,000 times at this point, and it's always someone, a fucking truck fell on someone's house. Yeah. I don't know how the truck fell onto the house. <laughs> There's no, like, obviously no explanation in the commercial. And they, you know, 911 arrives on the scene and they're like, you okay? And the guy who's a truck just fell on his house goes, I'm alive. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> it's like, and then Jennifer Love Hewitt is in the show. Oh, yeah. What the, where the hell has she been? I'm actually a big Jennifer Love Hewitt fan. I enjoy her work. Um, and then Peter Krause is in it. Angela Bass is, Bassett is in it. I'm just, I'm at a loss. I am at a loss. Danielle, I kind of spoiled it, but just tell me if, tell me if what I'm about to say to you is the the concept of a, uh, the premise of a real show or not. Okay. Rob Lowe <laughs> plays... <laughs> He's either from he's either from California or like New York. Either way, he's from like a very liberal a big place. City. Oh, he's okay, from a yeah. big city. Mm-hmm. He's he's like a firefighter, but he's from like a liberal place. <laughs> Those liberal and fires. He gets, re- he gets reassigned to a firehouse in Austin, Texas, which, is, by the way, is probably more liberal than famously Brooklyn, Republican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, all those hijinks. You know what? Everything is bigger in Texas, Danielle. So, you know, in terms of the 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 um, the emergencies and stuff. Oh my god! They're bigger. So it's called nine one one Lone Star State or something like that. Is it real? Okay. Yes, it is real, and I'm looking at it now. Wait, I didn't realize that nine one one. It's created by Brad F- Falchuk and Ryan Murphy. Oh, Brad yeah, Falchuk is. is married to Gwyneth. And Ryan Murphy of Glee fame? What? Because it's high, it's it's just really like it's really maximalist in the way that Ryan Murphy right. does. Who's who's Ryan Falchuk? Brad Falchuk is Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow's husband. What happened her to new husband. what happened to Coldplay? 
They consciously uncoupled like five oh. years ago. Brett, my God, keep up. I'm sorry. I don't get the, how do they get the cast for this? Liv Tyler, Lisa Edelstein, Gina Torres. Like these are big. Wow. You know what? It's a network check. Good for them. Good for them. It's it's hugely popular. Clearly, I, people just be like, mean, "Oh, I was swimming in the pool. And my dong got stuck in the, <laughs> the filter." I don't think Rob that's enough. Lowe, it, help has, me. it has to be like that happened, but then also a wild coyote wandered into the yard and started like chomping on his hand, and the coyote is on fire. Like, there's it has to be more. We love you it. You know, props to the writers' room. Yeah, we love it. Props to the writers' room. Okay, now we can talk about Big Brother Can Canada. <laughs> So what an exciting week. And here's the thing. We don't know what actually happened at the end. There's no spoilers this week. We can talk about it as much as we want. Daniel, I'm going to have to watch an episode of Big Brother like somewhat live or like in the in the like immediate aftermath of it. I'm going to have to. I know. Mute, I'm going to have to mute some keywords on Twitter. And because I, I legitimately want to know what happens. But I'm also I'm an experienced Big Brother fan. I know. <laughs> I know what happens. Yeah, I mean, I know what I want is, to happen, so I know that that yeah. is not what's going to happen. It's a crap. Well, here's the thing: no matter what, whether it's Tara or Jed, whoever comes back into the house will be kind of fun. Jed just got blindsided. Well, he wasn't blindsided, but he got backstabbed by his alliance real hard. So oh, that's yeah. still fun. Oh yeah. Even if he comes back in, and Tara is pissed too if she comes back in. So I anticipate either or there's going to be some like juicy, juicy moments. Absolutely. I mean, I had a real, I really came around on Ty this week. Me too. I've, I've been kind of critical of him, but even including episodes this week where I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Can you please do one thing in the house except for <laughs> like say really obvious things or get incredibly obvious things wrong? So We'll back it up a bit to Monday. We don't have to spend too much time about it because I think Wednesday and Thursday is obviously where a lot of stuff happens. Yeah. Tara wins HOH and immediately the sauce is like, it makes no sense for her to put one of us up, <laughs> including Ty, who right. actually says those words. Okay. I know you're in denial. I know you're not happy. I know you just want to say something just to say something. Because sure. you're pissed off that one of you or one of your friends is going to go home, but don't say it makes no sense for her. <laughs> there's there's, a, there's like a three on one on one thing happening, like in the house. Maybe there's a three on three. Of course, it makes sense. You of like you just have been going after her for weeks. What are you going to promise her other than one week of safety? That would mean anything to her. And even that wouldn't really mean anything. So don't say stuff like, oh, it makes no sense for Tara to put one of us up. That would be a stupid move. No, just just own up to it. Yeah. yeah. We had a great run for a few weeks. And now because of who the HOH is, it's time for one of us to go home. Mm -hmm. It sucks. I don't want I wish it didn't happen. It yeah. sucks. And we're going to try as hard as I can to fight away from it. But don't say that like. Back to last week with like, oh, Tara's a wild card. We don't know what she's going to do. Yeah, we know what she's going to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of my favorite, maybe my favorite thing this week that was said was when 
before Tara puts Jed up as the replacement nominee, I think Jed, Beth, Ty and um, Kiefer are in a room together and Jed knows what's happening. Jed knows, or maybe he is up and he thinks he's going home. He's got an inkling of it and he wants to confront them about it. And he brings it up and Kiefer breaks it down. I I was like, this is maybe my favorite thing anyone's ever said in Big Brother history, where Kiefer's like, listen, I got to help my mom get out of debt. I need to pay for my, my sister's tuition. My bank account tuition. is in the negative, <laughs> My bank account is in the negative. I have a family, and you are standing in the way of that. The only one person wins this game. So, yeah, someone's got to go home. And if it's you, it's it, like I'm starting to paraphrase, but like I was just like, yeah, at a certain point, you're not a team anymore, bro. Why would you like... What are you thinking? One of you's got to go home. I'm sorry it's you, but it's you. It's better you than me, is what Kiever was essentially saying. And I just loved it. I thought he broke it down so perfectly. Do you know who <laughs> Do you know who's pretty cool and like is great at this game? Kiever. Kiever. <laughs> <laughs> On top of we- that, he's like he's like he puts himself in a good way. He's like, "I oh, fucking I got kids. I live in a fucking <laughs> reservation with my nation i don't have any money like i'm just trying to win and then anytime like anything happens to anyone in this game he's instantly like tara oh my god tara this would be the best move that's ever happened yeah he works the the egos really well he's so good about playing danielle you and i we did comedy together back in the day. Mm-hmm. Something we always talked about was high status, low status. Mm-hmm. Which character is a higher status than the other? Kiefer is incredible at walking into any situation and making himself the super low status. Yeah. To the point where everyone was like, yeah, you are right. I should do that move. It would be like they, you see the ego. You see the light mm-hmm. flickering in their eyes. And Kiefer is just incredible at hypnotizing people into believing like their own shit and believing in their own ego. It's, it's amazing. Kiefer is like, yeah. everyone hates Kiefer. I don't like, I don't I, think, I, I, don't a see bit, like, I think he's strong. I, I like, like him. all the people left in this game, even though I certainly yeah. do have my favorites of uh, who I would prefer to win and who I wouldn't. Well, I, as I was watching this week, my husband actually said, as we were watching, he was like, it's so weird that we're like this late in the game. And I'd be happy with literally any of these people winning. <laughs> like, usually it's a lot of duds. Or there's at least one person where you're like, fuck, I hate you. Like, I don't want you to win. And usually that person ends up winning. But, the, yeah. like, with this season, I'm sort of like, you know what? Beth played great. And I she, actually, I like her. She's, uh, yeah, she's great. Tara, love. Um, Bray, even Brayden. Brayden's the one who's done the, like, least amount. But I'm still sort of like, the way he slips and slides through each week and is under the radar i'm sort of like you know what sure no, <laughs> like even the way that them. even the way that he recognizes the only way to kill to like to get rid of jed is to put his own neck on the line is to say yeah mm-hmm. i'll get up on there because this move is so this move is so good and this move isn't like a once a season move a move like this only comes around every 10 seasons in Big Brother. It is yeah. such a wild move and that he recognized it and doesn't put up a fight. He was just like, throw my ass up there. Let's <laughs> yeah. do this. 
And I love, and that's like, listen, that's let's strong. not underestimate. Exactly. Let's not underestimate that because a weaker player would, would say like, would talk a big game and be like, yeah, sure. I'm totally down. I'll do it for the team. And then once their ass is up there, then they get, start getting paranoid. And usually that's when the wheels come off. That's when, cause then they're like, wait, maybe I am the plan. Maybe blah, blah, blah. Brayden is so confident and so like, not lackadaisical, but like just so blase that he's sort of like, whatever, I'm up. I believe in the plan. Let's go. He's, he's fabulous. Like it's, it's so refreshing to see. Yeah. He, he, he very much has the least case. I mean, for Brayden to be the sort of like Victoria goat, like doesn't do anything is like speaks to. I wouldn't say this is like the strongest season of Big Brother I've ever seen, but it's no. like, it's interesting. It's fun. It's fu- it's it's weirdly fun. This at least this week is um, Wait. has been. I'm sorry. Well, just because you said her name, we have to talk about the jury segment. Oh, I went Victoria <laughs> from BB16, by the way. Oh, <laughs> well, we do have to talk about SICV and the Canadian jury house the, at some point. The term Victoria Goat is like, has I believe has stuck around for, you know, six, seven plus years now as like right. the completely useless player who can't even get through a DR without being fed lines, who is just the most, and she ended up getting third place. Good for her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Thursday was frustrating i really would have liked to have seen the resolution of the episode because it's like we're going on 18 minutes because it's literally i I have the the little timer up and it's 18 minutes in nothing has happened we know we're getting a a, an extra competition and arissa is like all right you waited for it we're (laughs) going to the expedia house on lake on lake moose whatever It's like, what? We don't have time for this. Like Moose. <laughs> like Muskoka. Is Good that, was that Lord. it? I think so. It's probably Muskoka. Um, so. Anyway. Uh, yeah. We, we, had, we had quite a jury segment. I wouldn't say it was the best, but I, I enjoyed my time. Well, I'm, it made me say, like, I really miss Victoria. She cracked me up. And, um. Rohan is looking good. I have to say, he's looking quite hunky outside of the Big Brother oh house. Oh my god, a, t- a tight T-shirt with like an mm-hmm. open, like an open, like cable knit sweater. <laughs> yeah, That's a look. And handing Victoria a glass of champagne in the hot tub. You know, I love that. So actually, I, have I love a lot that he to- didn't get in. <laughs> Why was she alone in the hot tub? <laughs> Would you want to be in a hot tub with Victoria? <laughs> yeah, I want to be in the hot tub with her for precisely twelve minutes. And then when she starts getting crazy, I go, all right, girl, I got to go to bed. Yeah. Oh, I'm a little bit, yeah. I'm on a medication. It makes me very lightheaded. But then I know that tomorrow morning she'll fill me in on all the crazy details. Lots of things happen in this. And I really want to dive into the, the glassware in the house. <laughs> Only on Hey Julie! Only on Hey Julie, folks. <laughs> yeah. If you please. want, you can unsubscribe and follow Rob. I'm sure he won't talk about the, the glassware. I'm sure he'll give you some great stuff. I'm sure it'll be timely. I'm sure it won't be like four days, you know, whatever. So inside the cabin, they're like yeah. doing a cheers and they're holding red solo cups. <laughs> And I'm like, this fucking vacation house doesn't have glasses? 
What the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> can someone go to like Canadian Costco and just like buy those giant bags of red cups? Listen, I'm going to speak to Muskoka Real Estate for a minute here, okay? Oh, this oh we got house- the real Janelle P- Piazina of, uh, <laughs> of the North. This house was disgusting. Oh, it okay. was gross. It was gross. <laughs> Oh, disgusting. It's but it's on the lake. It's on the water. So you know that house, you're not getting it for less than a million dollars. Everyone Canadian. here has been to an Airbnb, has done the, <laughs> the, the like cabin Airbnb, and you're like, this looks nice. And you show up and there's like some board games, but like the like half of the cards or or tiles or or, or figures, whatever you need, are missing. There's like a DVD player with like a crusty <laughs> fucking remote and they have like fucking down with love on DVD. And you're like, who, who the fucking, what fucking movies they have here? Classic. Like, Classic yeah, 2006 like film. Season two of How I Met Your Mother. Like, what the fuck? Why do you, what, how do you get these DVDs here? Everything's just a little bit gross and there's like art on the wall, but it's not good. And it's like the beds have a comforter but no top sheet and no like fitted sheet. It's just uh, like a very bare bones. Um, you know, you had to bring your own towels. Yeah. And they're like, they didn't really show the bedrooms, but on online they have pictures of Ro and Victoria in the bedrooms and it's bunk beds, twin bunk beds. It is not the height of luxury that we've come to expect from a jury house. Okay? That's amazing that they were like, all right, okay. How many people are going to be living here at once? <laughs> All right, six. All right. Can we get a three? Can we get a three bedroom with bunk beds? <laughs> Do we really have to get a six bedroom? No, Brett. In one bedroom, there were four beds. There was two bunks oh my in God. one bedroom. <laughs> and the way the bunk beds looked, it was the wooden like with with handles, so it looked like they were in prison when they were in bed. So I saw these red solo cups and I had, I was like, what the fuck's going on with these solo cups? Why don't they have glasses? Why don't they have glasses in this house? Yeah. And then, and then they're out at the pool and she's got a champagne flute, a glass, a peering glass (laughs) champagne flute, which is fucking, I'm like, wait a minute. Now, if I know anything, you're supposed to have the the plastic at the pool, the glass inside. You're not supposed to have glass around a pool. Because if it it's breaks, not a pool, then it falls. It's a into, hot tub. It's a, I don't know. Either case, you don't want to sit. Okay. You don't want to yes, step yeah. on it and fucking bleed into the hot tub. Yeah, totally. So, from you know, in the course of thirty seconds, I went from like, why does this place not have any glasses? To mm-hmm. why does this place only have champagne fluids? And why are they taking them out to the pool? Yeah, I, I don't have any well, answers. Other, I have a lot I, of questions, and I just. I, I I leave it to you. I leave it to the listener. Like, what are we what are we doing in this with this house? I I I mean, one look at that kitchen. Listen, that kitchen is not updated. It's like you know they left Beth in there <laughs> to not clean. Who is the person who cooked wet chicken? Was that or like raw chicken? Was that Raven? Ew. Yes, Raven. Remember, I'm pretty like, sure she was like, was "I'm making disgusting. chicken," and she just like slopped a bunch of chicken into like a pot, and like she's like medium rare, like everybody likes it. Yeah, I, I tried to push that out of my mind. Um, 
It was just a fun, listen, I know you didn't, I actually thought Thursday's episode was amazing. I felt, I felt like it was jam-packed because I enjoyed the jury house segment a lot just because of how absolutely budget it felt compared to a U.S. jury segment where they're in fucking Malibu with a gorgeous pool and like a nice kitchen, huge, actually decent furnishing. Um, so it was just fun. And also I loved the fact that like Victoria was in her best like swimwear and Roe was wearing like a puffy jacket. <laughs> like it's cold <laughs> still. It is too cold in Canada. Ro's to be... like, I'm a senior business advisor. <laughs> I gotta wear my Patagonia everywhere. Yeah, it says exactly. the name of my fucking like McKinsey firm also, on, on it. Shout out Tina when they did the jury segment and she appeared. I was like, before she appeared, I was like, wait, who else did get evicted? I totally forgot that she existed, but you know, much love to her. I thought she was great. Uh, anyway. I love that she just sprayed some deet right into the atmosphere. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I like that they didn't try to hide the fact that they were miserable. The bugs are out. It is bug season. Okay. Do you know who looked like she was living her best life though? Arissa. No. Tina. Tina, yeah. Tina showed up. She had a flannel. There was a there was kind of like a, a crappy cabin. It just looked like she was back home. Oh yeah. She knows. Uh, listen, I, I'm not saying if anyone has a cabin in Muskoka that's gonna be empty for a week this summer that is even half as nice as that on the water, I'll take it and I'll probably pay a hefty sum for it. How many, how many reality shows are they shooting in Toronto? <sighs> well, now that Real Housewives of Toronto is canceled. Probably not many. But that one takes place in these people's actual mansions. Like in Los yeah. Angeles, there is a full economy of like mansions in Malibu that are like, hey, store your <laughs> store your <laughs> you're like dead behind the eyes aspiring in, uh, influencers here. Like you right. can shoot here. I'm like, like I'm sure there's like many mansions in Los Angeles whose express purpose is like we have kind of upscale furniture and you can like store 15 reality cast members here and we'll cut you a deal on you know the contracts yeah. or insurance or whatever and like this is what this house does is for three months at a time just houses houses the, yeah. like the losers of a cast that can't go anywhere right yeah it, we, we don't have as much of um of a community around that here i don't think uh i'm gonna back up to wednesday a little bit okay mm-hmm I, I haven't done any research into this, but for the veto competition, were, are they were they paying were they paying Jed's brother? Were they paying people's like moms to do those and dads to do this? Like no. what, what's going on with that? No, it's like a prize. It's almost a prize for them because they're so happy to see their family. They don't pay I don't them, know. I, like, hey, like I don't know. If what I'm, are they paying if them? My in? brother is on Big Brother Canada, and they're like, "Hey, can you like?" record this like Expedia branded competition rules. I'm like, send me a fucking Expedia gift card. Yeah, right. 20 bucks you're getting. Come on. This is Big Brother Canada, Brett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think this is? It's on CBS. $10,000. A Weber Grills. <laughs> it's not. It's There's no budget, babe. There is no. You saw those solo cups. Oh my and you God. know they. They only bought one pack, so they're like, you guys are going to have to wash and reuse Yeah, these. here's a Sharpie. <laughs> write your name on it. And yeah, and rinse them out. <laughs> For the next six weeks, that's your cup. Um, I'm trying to think of like, 
what, anything else from Wednesday? I mean, it was a great, it was just great fun gameplay to see. Okay. So okay, go ahead. we haven't actually discussed the, like the biggest thing that's happened on this season or really any season of Big Brother in quite a while. The fact that Jed used the veto. On Jed wins the veto. <laughs> yeah. Kiefer comes up with a plan in the middle of the night. He's just like, mm-hmm. he's just. Hail to the Keith. He's he's alone with Brayden. Yeah. And they're just like, <laughs> let's let's convince him to use it on on uh on oh uh, yeah on Beth and the the truce will be that they'll nominate Brayden instead and they'll say to so we kind of watched this unfold online Twitter like Big Brother Twitter was like on fire on Tuesday and when uh, Monday and Tuesday when this actually happened people were like what the fuck is going on this might be the most boneheaded thing and it still was but I also was like, this is a really boneheaded thing for Tara, too. Why didn't she put Ty up? Um, but watching it play out, I was like, well, if Ty is in on this the entire time and Beth is kind of in on yeah. this the entire time, it actually makes a lot of sense for Tara. Like, What did you think about this whole this whole maneuver? That's the thing. You, I remember you messaged me being like. Tara went from being like a queen to a jester, like something yeah. about how because of this move. And I, I didn't really know I any never, context. Right. Sure. I didn't know the context. So watching it play out, I totally agree. I think like what has she got to lose? She like, yeah, I guess she could have put up Ty and Jed and then one of them for sure goes home. But like. I thought it was a fun move and I thought it was kind of ballsy of her to be in, into it and do it. And I thought it was cool. I liked it. I thought it was very legal, very cool. <laughs> I liked it too. I mean, I, I, uh, I was, I was more I didn't surprised think badly when, of her. I was more surprised watching it like that. It all made out. Cause I just was like, what the fuck is going on? What is Tara doing? Mm-hmm. They're obviously not going to, they're obviously going to get rid of Brayden, but I, I watching a play out, I was like, Oh wow. They're really, everyone is kind of in on it. And there's such a great moment too at the beginning of Thursday's episode after the veto meeting where everyone in the house is really happy where, <laughs> but, but for slightly different reasons, because yeah. I mean, Brayden has to pretend to be, he's happy, but he has to pretend to be sad because he, yeah. he has to kind of make it seem like he's being evicted. But for everyone in the house is like, this is super great because we're getting rid of Jed and Jed is going around being like, this is super great. We're getting rid of Brayden. And just I, I think Wednesdays and Thursdays episodes were like such a great two just top tier Big Brother episodes for the the roller coaster so of emotions and and everything that's that's happening in them. So fun and like the excitement when Jed was evicted, the excitement I felt I felt like everyone in the show was feeling that way too. Even Beth. Like, that's the thing I, I know I've said this a million times about her, but I really do appreciate how she sees this as a game. I think they all do. And we've talked about this before, but I like the a big difference between Big Brother US and Big Brother Canada is like these people, I really don't think, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, but they don't seem to care so much about like, no, being a celebrity will now be my career. Being an influencer will now be my career because of this show. It seems like they're all like, this is a fun game. I'll get a little hit of fame, but then I'm going to go back to being like, uh, whatever. What is that? She's like a, a homeless, homeless 
Yeah, she's like a home, yeah, service, like some sort of social homeless service, service social worker, service yeah. person, something like that. And like ties an urban planner. Um, <laughs> I remember Brayden is like an anthropology student. I don't know, something, yeah, something very like specific. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, they're going to all go back to that and be fine doing that. And this is just like a fun, amusing chapter in their lives. Not like Polly or someone on Big Brother US where it's like, no, this is my life. Yeah, now. I might be able and to this... be in a porno after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, I just think that sort of levity is so fun and refreshing to watch. Um, but And so I felt a lot of that after that, after Jed's evict eviction. Um, and then we jump into the fake double. Okay, but wait, if we're talking about Thursday's episode, I really need to very briefly just say, Arissa's outfit. Oh. Was short, a yeah. mini length with yeah. long bell sleeves. The print was like a Jackson Pollock, splattered, colorful. The fit around the waist was not tight enough for my liking. This dress was short, flippy, and fun. But on the whole, it was a joke. I give it. Two thumbs down. It was Whoa. not hot. Not hot. This is going to be hard for me. Because I literally do not remember what it looked like. <laughs> and this is the My first week that this has happened. <laughs> so because it was so unmemorable, I'm going to give it a not. It was not hot. I'm going to give it a not. not. It was not hot for, especially for how fun the episode was. I think she could have um, turned it out a little more. I remember hot. Mm -hmm. I don't remember not. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so it's a fake double eviction, which I don't believe has not ever been done anywhere else that I know of, but it's very fun. So they go through the motions. Um, Jed's gone, but he goes into a secret room where he gets to put on headphones. Does he get to listen to what they're saying? Maybe there was like noise canceling or whatever. Because he's in the okay. house. He's in the HOH right. room. Um, yeah. I think, that, yeah, maybe. No, I don't think he's listening to what they're saying. I think it's, um, you know, maybe just like some peaceful music. music. Not to mention yeah. maybe like a producer is in there just being like explaining what's happening. Like, hey, just right. sit here and chill and we're going to play some like elevator music and you'll figure out yeah. what's going on a little bit. Okay, cool. But so they start the HOH competition and look who wins. None other than our boy, Ty. He's putting it together, folks. I mean, he needed, I think he needed another win. And then they go straight into the, so Ty nominates um, Tara and Beth. Interesting. Which, yeah. Do you think, what's up with him nominating Because I was like, Beth? all right, great, Tara, Tara and, and Brayden or whatever. And he's saying, right. and I'm like, whoa, Beth, interesting. Super Interesting. Interesting. Like, is that alliance just done? It's done. I don't know. Like, I thought I thought Ty and Beth's relationship all week was really interesting where, like, she kind of comes to him, like, now, like, kind of reestablishing this thing here of, like, hey, we obviously, like, kind of hooked up at the beginning of this game, like, in a makeout yeah. sort of way. But then I went with Jed. But I'm also, like, very willing to cut Jed here because I'm not looking for a boyfriend. I want to, like... I see this as an opportunity for both of us just to get one step further in the game. Let's try and kind of reconnect here and figure out what our relationship is as a duo, because it seems like we're both kind of ready here to get to get rid of Jed. Uh, and 
that's interesting. And it was interesting here that he nominates her. Because like, I don't know, like Ty is working with everybody. Like, Ty has a good thing with. Yeah. With, with it was Kiefer very like, strange to he me. Was, he, he was working with, I mean, he's, wor- he's working well with Brayden. Like, you know, so. It was a yeah. surprise. I like being surprised. But so then they have the veto. And Mr. Need, needed to win at least one. Wins one. Good for Brayden. Brayden yeah, good for him. Now, now what happened here was I was a little bit confused. Like, why, why doesn't he use it on Tara? Yeah, why doesn't he get Austin? I mean, get Kiefer out of here. Yeah, because I know we we spent the entire week being like, Jed is great. Jed is great. Jed's going to win the game. Kiefer's doing a really good job in this game, too. And yeah. To not recognize that. And also to keep, like, Tara's going to continue fighting for you and with you. Kiefer is it? Kiefer, like. No. Kiefer I mean, pretend, says he will, but he will if it makes sense for him. But Kiefer will cut anyone's back. And yeah. I, so I, I was disappointed in Braden here. Just to clarify on the rules. It's the same golden power veto where if you use it, you can't get nominated, right? Yeah. Okay. I just want to confirm. Yeah. Maybe someone tell me that I'm wrong because it's the beetle looks like a fucking weed leaf. Maybe it's like a, <laughs> it is such a it's weird a can, necklace. A green, the green power <laughs> beetle. Um, yeah, I I thought it was a little weird. I was, I know it was a fast paced thing, and yeah, he just. Well, what I was confused, I was like, did they have did they have a plan that I just wasn't aware of? But Tara and Beth on the block, and so then then with him not using veto, I'm like, all right. It's time to take the shot. Get Beth out of here. No, I assumed no that's what they would do. Why? Why nominate her otherwise? Get her out of here. I think. I think in the moment people were like, "Wow, Jed just went home. Tara now actually has the biggest, the biggest bullet point on the resume for the entire season." Now, if Tara gets to the end, Tara is going to win this. Like, Tara becomes the biggest threat to win in the house because in any two-on-two situation, she's like, I, or even though Kiefer will say he he did, Tara will be able to say, on my HOH, I got Jed out when no one else could. So I I see that. I I don't agree. I mean, I would have liked to have seen her there. Obviously, I really like Tara, but that's kind of my thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's unanimous and Tara's evicted and she actually has a reaction when she sees that she's still in the game. Judd was sort of like, I think he was in shock or he was still very, um, I don't know, maybe the adrenaline was hitting him in a different way, but Tara went nuts. And I was actually so happy for her when she saw that she was still in the game. Yeah, me me too. I No, I felt it. I mean, there were so many emotions in this episode with you know, just going back to the sort of pre-taped bits with them telling Jed and like, hey, <laughs> this is going to happen. Yeah. And Jed like, it's re- he's like, you're making a, you know, you're making a personal move. A, he th- he's taking it really personal. And it's just like, yeah, it's fucking not. As Kiefer says <laughs> in another episode, my bank account is in the negative, bro. <laughs> I got to get my mom out of debt. I got a family. Yeah. Come on. Um, I, I loved that. Uh <laughs> It was really great. And that, you know, and then the, we see that... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go for it. Just we see that they're going to fight their way back into the house. And it looks like a crapshoot-esque thing. And that's really all we saw. That's it. And the feeds are off all weekend. And they're off. They're off till Monday night. And 
we'll we'll have to find out. First of all, someone's going to have to dig deep into the recesses of of the Canadian government of TV Guide to to fig- do you guys have TV Guide? No. How do people know what time Big Brother is on? Because I know this is a controversy. No one knows what time Big Brother is on. <laughs> yeah, least of all me. So I'm the worst person to ask. Remember the first episode? I was like, all right, 8 p.m. I'm all ready <laughs> yeah. to watch Big Brother. And it had started at 7 p.m. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the issue. So I don't know. Someone's got to figure this out. <sighs> Someone's got to figure it out. Tweet at us because uh, I don't know. I always Because I always watch the episodes. I watch all three on Saturdays now. So... I, I usually like see, read the spoilers and keep up with the tweets, but since there aren't any right now, I'm at a loss. Yeah. So yeah, we, there's no spoilers, nothing to talk about. I I desperately hope Tara wins, but uh, me you too. Know, as um, we deserve a last couple few weeks of chaos. I just feel so bad. You know, like she essentially goes home on her own hoh week. Is, yeah, that sucks. Is brutal, and it's just. I I like the 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 fake double eviction twist. It's just Big Big Brother never knows this in advance. It's just every time they deploy one of these, it always backfires on like who mm-hmm. who people are rooting for. It always backfires on like the person more deserving. And it's just yeah, maybe just let it the play the fuck out. I don't know. Well, I will say I do enjoy. I I liked around. this. I liked this as a twist, and I thought it was a lot more direct than a lot of the U.S. twists. The U.S. twists are like, you're going to go into a camper in the backyard and you're going to play a game where someone will come and give you a riddle. And if you choose the riddle, perhaps someone else in the house will be given an apple from the tree of oh scandal. And it's like, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> I forgot about that. And if the apple is green, <laughs> like it's just so convoluted. This I was like, all right, I get what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they're walking backstage. There's a there's a PA dressed up like a surgeon. <laughs> Whatever. Um, God, I wish I was that PA. That would be such a fun job to hold that sign. What? <laughs> so like someone just stands there for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, but you get to be on TV and you get to see the reactions. I bet it's fun. That was me. Um, oh, by the way, that was me. That was me. <laughs> I flew to Toronto and I did that. Well, that's pretty much all she wrote. Um, Thank you guys all so much for listening and sending in like tips and tricks. Wait, one last thing. Speaking of Twitter, because I'm about to say, hey, tweeted us at HeyJulieBB. I did have one tweet when I was watching and I do want to bring this up. How great did Tara look in those leather pants? She teaches cycling, right? I'm like, I got to take a class. If that's how great she looks, Tara. Oh my God. Tara, what's your what's your Peloton? You know, get Tara teaching Peloton is all I can say. I want her to yell at me. Yeah. Oh, we did get one question. Yeah. From One River Mike. Is this the greatest BB can season of all time? Does this compare to anything crazy ever done on BB USA? So we can't. I'll speak for both of us. I don't think we can compare. We haven't watched any other. Yeah, it is. It's it's the best one. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'm fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then. (laughs) How how does it compare to BBUS? Well, there's obviously in BB3 when Marcellus does not use the veto on himself and gets immediately voted out. (laughs) 
Wait, we also had another question actually. What's from the George batting C- average on a hundred on when you don't use the veto on yourself? You get is it? Oh, I mean, <laughs> maybe there's another one. Those are the only two that come to mind. Dick I used it on Danny. Dick used it on Danny on his season. Oh, uh, and he, uh, he won that season, right? Yeah. So yeah, like they were both nominated. Yeah. He used it for her. She came down, but he, the other person who was against him, went out. I forgot. So he okay, did well. So, yeah. Okay, he from George well. Sings 96. Now he's, now he's a famous <laughs> online Nazi. Disgusting. Yeah, we don't, Sam. Do you think the battle back is an excuse to favor the game to the Sunsetters? And if it happened pre-jury out of LaToya, Kyle, and Austin, would you? who would you like to have seen go back? Um, you're missing Austin. the most important. No, you're missing the most important pre-jury person, oh, Josh. Josh. <laughs> yeah, Josh. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. How dare you forget Josh? There was a clip of Josh in one of the comps, and I was like, my heart fluttered. Sweet prince. Oh, my God. We missed that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, probably Josh. Although Latoya was kind of amazing. I do kind of wish she She was great. Back. I mean, everyone. I mean, I, I, my answer was Austin, too. Yeah. They're all good. Um, so that's it for questions. Thank you guys for writing in. And then one river Mike also just tweeted at us Weber grills. <laughs> one river Mike, you just got $10,000 <laughs> of Weber grills. That's 10,000 Canadian dollars. Only and why don't you American dollars. skip the dishes and order some Thai. Um, what a fun week we've had, everyone. It was so exciting. I don't know how they're going to top it next week, to be honest, but we'll be here. So see you later. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie. Find out about those red solo cups, Julie. <laughs>